Hey everyone, Zach Dixon here, and welcome to today's episode of Animalators, curious conversations from the world of animation. Today on the show, we have Jorge Canedo Estrada, also known on the internet as J.R. Canest. Jorge is a designer, animator, and creative director at the prolific studio Giant Ant in Vancouver, where he works with the rest of his crew to produce some of the best work there is. Jorge also runs Wine After Coffee, a thoughtfully curated Vimeo channel packed with incredible animated work. Jorge also recently finished putting on the sold-out two-day animation conference Blend, which some of our team was able to attend, and it was incredibly fun and inspiring. Uh, Jorge is a constant inspiration for all of us at Identity, and he has done incredible things for the animation community, so I am super pumped to have him here on the show today. It's all coming up on Episode 5 of Animalators. You, you and I have met a couple times in the past. I think we've... Um, we met, I think, just super briefly at Chipotle at F5 in New York, and That's then right. again yeah. at the Fantastic Blend Fest, with, which you just put on, um, was that a couple months ago at this point? Yeah, I don't yeah. think even quite two months yet, Okay, We're almost getting there. But yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later, but first, I, I know you've kind of told your, your origin story quite a few times, but I know that you grew up in Bolivia. Um, and now you're working at the uh, incredible giant ant. So if you could just give us like the highlights reel of kind of like, how did you get <laughs> in to animation? The highlights reel. Yeah. Um, well it was, um, you know, it's actually really interesting to hear everybody's different path, but, um, I started just doing stuff, motion animation with a camera back in Bolivia. Um, and that just fascinated me for some reason. And um, when a friend introduced me, because he was he was working at the cyber cafe, there were quite a few of those in, in Bolivia. Actually, now that I think about it, those cyber cafes were actually pretty influential in my life. Mm -hmm. Later on, I was working in one. Um, but um, uh, he was he like downloading some software, and he found Flash, and uh, kind of like the same idea of stop motion um, with like our stick figures and. Records, pause, record, pause, because it wasn't even with a proper camera. We, we kind of use the same thing for like frame-by-frame um, -frame animation and like stick figures and Xiao Xiao stuff. Um, and that's kind of how everything started. Then from there, I got really, really into Flash and preloaders and all those websites that had animations in them and like all this stuff. Um, and I was like, oh, this is odd. Like I would download the Swifts from the websites and then use a load decoder to figure out how they did it and it was awesome and then it wasn't until later even when i left bolivia when i was 15 that um um i kind of discovered after effects at the time i was also discovering like motionographer and things like that mm. and i was like oh this is awesome and, like this is what i what i like type thing and it was like you know all this preloaders were fun and all this 20 websites i did for myself <laughs> that never saw the day of light were fun but this is sweet yeah um so actually, um, my mom basically got my my first gig, saying, "Oh, my my son knows animation, and this <laughs> lady needs animation." And Thanks, so mom. Yeah, exactly. So I got <laughs> some few tutorials there, and um, and that's kind of how I learned After Effects. And then shortly after, I act I also did a little bit of Maya at another cyber cafe in Mexico. Um, I know and that helped me a bit with yeah, but I I kind of lost everything actually. But I, I was I was kind of getting quite into that. But then there was this scholarship that was um, announced in YouTube. That was 2007 or 2008. Um, 
and it was like a scholarship for Vancouver Film School. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know where Vancouver was, to be honest. <laughs> um, and then I was like, sure, I'll just kind of like mock something out. It's like, I, 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 I did a video kind of like with my basic learnings of After Effects. And, and uh, yeah, it was quite the blessing, but I was chosen one of the three winners wow. to Vancouver Film School for a year paid no money for school ah, that's amazing incredible. i wouldn't i wouldn't have been able to afford any school really um but uh yeah and after that i got an internship at buck and then two months in got a got the job so i was working as an animator for uh just over a year and then i wanted to move back to vancouver to be with my now wife and emailed some studios and there was one small studio called Jainan that replied back, and I tried to ask them to hire me, <laughs> um, and I've been there ever since. Wow! So. How big was Jainan at that point? Like, how many people? Um, yeah, I think I was the seventh hire. Okay, so still, I mean, small. I mean, how big is it now today? How many people there? Uh, I think we're fourteen. Okay. 14. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. kind of doubled. Uh, there were more uh, editors and. Uh, and that stuff at that time and now we only have one at the moment so oh wow it's kind of like shifted focus a bit it was it was very much half and half back then and i feel like it's not quite as much yeah um right now mm-hmm. so fast you know fast forward to today i'm i'm super curious what is your kind of day-to-day like at giant ant yeah um so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. Actually, it's, it's in a way, it's like a fun challenge because, um, you know, it's not like I can just sit and animate for eight hours, um, which I also enjoy. But it's mm-hmm. it's because I'm now um, an associate creative director, I guess. Um, like, there's a lot of projects that I will just uh, I'll just take on full on. So I'll be like leading them and stuff. Um, and Jay obviously will be always helping out. Um, but he's leading more of his own. How many projects will you be doing at a time then? Like, how many projects do you have your hand in at any given time? Right. Like, it depends on time. Right now, we're pretty busy. Like, okay. just the last, the, the last month got pretty crazy. So, I just, let's see, I just finished one, and I've been animating another one, and uh, concepting two others. So, in busy times, I would say three or four. Mm-hmm. Um normal times one or two so with you in this kind of associate creative director role like how much of your time would you say you actually spend animating how much is maybe pre-production or working with illustrators and other animators kind of how does your time yeah. break out um you know i haven't really like well, i have my my you know at the end of the week i fill the, the spreadsheets to see what i've done oh, wow. um, but that's I, cool i think it's a thing is um i think it's probably about half like or maybe not quite, depending how the the day, obviously. But like, for example, um, today I'll probably go in and um, we'll spend like most of the morning, like just uh, figuring out all the resources for the week and figuring out who's going to do what and figuring out where we're needing help and reaching out to other people where we need to. And um, so I'll, I'll probably take like almost half of the day just like, Mm-hmm. Or like new projects that are coming in that need talking, concepting, ideas, jamming, whatever that is. And then the other the other half will probably be just me um animating. And um I try to keep it at like that as much as possible. Sometimes it's you know, 
sometimes I will barely animate one day, but sometimes I, I'll be animating most of the day. So it balances out itself. When you first started at Giant Ant, were you pretty much completely animating, like, eight hours a day? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I started, I guess you could say, like, kind of like art directing some projects mm-hmm. early on. But that's mostly because I'm, I just have too many opinions about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, if you have so many opinions, why don't you just do it? <laughs> Not really, but... Um, um, yeah, uh, but it was mostly yeah, just just full on animation hmm. with some design here and there. Yeah. So do you? Yeah. How do you feel about that transition? Like as you've kind of moved to more, you know, you're spending a little bit less time, you know, kind of in that groove of animating every day. Um, do you ever think you could give it up entirely and and be you know completely just take over doing uh, directing and creative directing? No, <laughs> I I yeah no like like I was um, I was saying that like last week. Uh, it's just like I need, I need some animation, and uh, you know, like if if I can't get it, you know, in a in a busy day, I'll just try to, you know, find time to do something on the side or something at home. Is that difficult to balance for you? Um, it's it's challenging. I wouldn't say it's it's, it's just you know, you, sometimes you need to realize that there's certain things that need to be done, and then. Sure. And then you do them, you know, like it's, I feel like as an animator, sometimes it's, um, I mean, not necessarily freelance animator because that involves a lot of that stuff, but um, mm-hmm. you can kind of like, like relax a bit and just animate sometimes, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the only way people can do that if, is if there's other people kind of like, like us trying to figure things out and, mm-hmm. and making those things smooth. So it's kind of like, um, you know, in order for the team to actually work out, you you, you do those things. So, um, so it's just a matter of like managing your time and trying to figure out how to do things and and um, and like forcing yourself to, uh, for me at least, you know, I need to force myself to like push myself into animation again and again so I can still yeah. do it um, yeah. for every project. Well, you guys have have built an incredible team over at Giant Ant. I mean, every everybody who who's there is just ridiculously talented tell us a little bit about yeah, your are. team dynamic at giant ant like how how does that all all work out um well let's say that that a project comes in mm-hmm. um and you know it'll probably be depending how open the project or the brief is if it's super open very often we'll just bring in like jay will just call everybody and we'll just start talking about ideas dumb ideas good ideas um, and then sometimes that goes nowhere. Sometimes an, a super an awesome idea comes from like I don't know some a producer or something. Like it can be come from anyone. Um, and then from there we kind of like flash it out. Usually mostly me and Jay and whoever's gonna be designing it. Um, and then from there we bring the team again and we just start talking about shots, breaking down shots, and um, talking about it. like it's very collaborative in that way. Like. Mm-hmm. There are times that, uh, you know, everybody's around someone's computer and everybody's like giving their opinion about like a certain animation or a certain color or whatever that is. So in that sense, like it's it's it's, it's super awesome. Um, sometimes when it's like less open brief, um, we'll try like like me and Jay, we'll try to, with the producers obviously, try to figure everything out beforehand. So um, when it's ready to go, we can just like ask animators what shot they want to take mm-hmm. or you know find the right designer and stuff but um 
but uh, yeah, it's a very it, it it really feels like a small small little family always working together and um kind of everybody helping each other out. It's it's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, and and it is interesting because I feel like a lot a lot of people who listen uh, to animalators are freelancers, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's it's a bit of a different different animal, right? Because I feel like as a freelancer, you're often you know, you're, you're maybe writing your script, you're, you're doing all the illustration, you're doing all the animation, you might even have mm-hmm. to do sound design. But then, um, I don't know, like, I feel like there's such an yeah, unique advantage, but also unique challenges from, from working with a team, and especially, um, I don't know, some great benefits from working with the same people over and over um, on, mm-hmm. on different projects. I don't know, can, can you speak to those kind of challenges but also the the benefits of kind of working with a team on these yeah yeah like like you know i would like to say that you someone needs to well like you have to acknowledge where your limits are in a way yeah for a specific project that doesn't mean that you you know they're like well i don't do this that doesn't mean that you stop there you like always learn and always continue to grow and sometimes the best way to do that is to find the right person for the job and you can learn from them, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's like one of my favorite things about like like being able to work with a team. And because we've had the fair, fairly the same team for, you know, for the majority of, of my animation or my, my, my time there, um, like pretty much, I, th- I think there's only been one change. Um, like you can really get to know people's strengths and people's... Um, um, well, like like their sense of what they want from the project or where they want to thrive, and I, and like because of that, it's it's easy to trust them in many ways. It's like okay, I know that if I hand out this shot to Nico, he's gonna absolutely kill it, hmm. and I know if I hand out this you know character to Enrique, he's just gonna blow our minds by the end of it, <laughs> and you know like because there's this trust, it just mm-hmm. makes the whole project much easier, and then at the end, it's you know, you kind of need to. It, it's not quite your your full baby anymore. Yeah. Which I feel like, you know, as a free because I've done some projects like that. It's like you know, you feel like it's fully yours, and uh, like it, there's some really nice pride in that. Sure. But at yeah. the same time, you don't get that surprise at the end <laughs> of seeing all the elements together, and they're like, "Wow, this is actually cool." And um, you know, and it's like everybody kind of takes a little bit of pride in in in, in the teamwork. And, um. I don't even know if I answered your question, but uh. <laughs> no, no, I, I think you did. I think I, I don't know, <laughs> but that that is I don't know. I like that. I like that sentiment a lot. It's also like I don't know. I, I just love the concept of like animation as a team sport and everybody kind of bringing their I don't know the thing that they're best at. Do you guys have a pretty like well defined roles at Giant or is it pretty flexible from project to project? Like yeah, it's it, um know, it's fairly flexible. Like from the <clears throat> for the concepting and the start of the project usually there'll be some defined lead so mm-hmm. some decisions get made um that does not say that all the ideas from that person will be the ones that happen but um just you know you need some filter of sorts um and then from then it's fairly flexible like sometimes we'll send like help get the help uh, with the design from Raphael or sometimes from me or sometimes from Jay or sometimes even from um Sean or or some someone like that, and yeah. um, but um, you know anybody can kind of do whatever they want at that point. It's like if you know, unless it's like super crazy, like <laughs> deadline that we're like, you do this, you do this, you do this. Yeah. Um, if we can like, kind of like see the animatic together and stuff, and then um, people can call the shot they want. And oh, that's cool. I like that. Um, 
yeah so very often i'll try to take on at least one that i really want to do and I'll find a way to find time to do it even if i'm super busy just because yeah. i like i like certain like i just love challenging shots it's like mm. my favorite thing to figure it out and just from, knock your head over the keyboard <laughs> until you get it right like challenging from an animation standpoint or like an art yeah, standpoint yeah yeah so it's like like you see it and i was like i have no idea how we're gonna make that transition <laughs> or have no and that's like i'll take that on. that was like um my favorite so who's coming up with those like kind of impossible shots because i feel like a lot of times when i find myself like storyboarding a shot i feel like I'm trying to operate generally in a framework of like, this is how, this is what I'm comfortable animating. You know, I, mm. I can imagine like how I will do this. Like, how do you get out of that? How do you kind of set yourself up to those challenges? Yeah, that, that's, that's an interesting point because like for me, like the way I've been like, because of, we were working with like another designer, like it's not me designing it for the mm. most part. Um, you know, like, and sometimes a designer hasn't, like, for example, Raphael doesn't necessarily have a background in animation, uh, even though he he gets it and he knows a little bit of it. Um, but he wouldn't be thinking in necessarily in terms of transitions and whatever. But uh, so he'll just create two frames, and then it's like, here you go, and you're like, whoa, like, how how can we even make this? So very often it's like me, Matt, or Nico will be talking, or, or like, Sean. And it was, like, a very oft question asked. It was, like, so, can you think of ways to transition from this to this? <laughs> and it's, like, like there's this very often, this back and forth, trying to figure out what's the most interesting way that will mm. fit the design. Yeah. Um, and I find that, like, often those are, like, the coolest animation bits when it's, it's kind of, like, not quite figured out in um, the design phase. It's more fig- because it is an animation problem, you know. Yeah. In my opinion, it's not necessarily a design problem, mm. um, and uh, it kind of makes sense to solve it in the animation phase. Um, I mean, sometimes the transitions are part of the concept, so in that sense, I don't think it necessarily applies. Um, but um, I don't know. That's what I found that it kind of pushes you since you have like frame A, frame B, and you're like, okay what's what's in between and because someone else did it you kind of need to see it from a whole completely different perspective and, and try to figure it out um yeah but i mean the cooler animation bits like it's been done by each one each one of us everyone i, I feel like everyone has had a like a little shining moment um yeah that's awesome well, so one thing I've been very, very curious about, um, that, and it's interesting, Buck, um, Ryan Honey talked a little bit about this at Buck. He said, if I remember right, the stat was they only put maybe 7% of their total work on their website, which is kind of yeah. a crazy number. And then yeah. um, I, I think Jay Jay was talking, and I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, you guys, you guys show... Like, how, what percentage of the work would you guys say that you show? Because, like, from my perspective, and I think from a lot of people's perspective, I mean, everything you guys are putting up on your website is fantastic, right? Everything on Vimeo we see is, is so killer. Is there, is there any of that kind of just, like, don't work out, or are you guys just hitting home runs every day? Yeah, well, thank you first. <laughs> um, um, but uh, I, you know, I can't remember. I think Jay mentioned that at Blend. Um, I think it's probably... I don't know, 80, 90%, I would say. Wow. Um, I've, yeah, that's my guess. Like, most of the stuff that we do usually ends up in 
Vimeo. Well, how, do you, how do you keep that consistency then, though? Because I, I mean, I think that's that's pretty impressive and something that I think right. we would all love to shoot for. Well, we're much, we're just much smaller team to start mm-hmm. off, sure, uh, which makes us take much less projects than they would, um, for the most part. Um, and because of that, there we can be a bit more picky about the ones we take. Um, and you know, like if we're talking about budgets of the pro- like, there's some projects that Buck would ever, 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 ever take sure. just because, like, yeah, yeah, budgets you know, don't work out. It's pennies. Yeah. Um. So. Because of that, I feel like there's quite the veto process to take some projects on. And um, yeah, do you ever hear about the projects that you guys don't take, or does Jay do Jay and Leah kind of filter those out? Um, no, actually, they they kind of try to keep us involved um, hmm. um, as much as they can. Yeah. So, um, and you know, me helping out, and also with the producers. Sometimes we'll just get with Jay together and see what the new project is coming in. And, See which ones feel right, which yeah. ones we can do. What are you guys looking um, for? Like, what is what is that kind of one element that maybe that you guys see in a project, or like like what is it that kind of what's that it factor that you guys are looking for in in your clients? That's an interesting question. I feel like Jay might be a more appropriate person. <laughs> okay, this, but uh, maybe we can get Jay um, on sometime. That'd yeah, you totally should. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, it just needs to, f- yeah. I mean, it sounds like a super vague question, but I think it just <laughs> needs to feel right at the right time, you know. It's sure. um, because sometimes the an amazing project will come in, but has zero money, um, and then sometimes an okay project will come in, and then we'll just, you know, even though it's an okay project, we'll try to make it cool just because we'll be working on it for the next month or two. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. When so like maybe after after a project has come in like what what would you say is is there any like step in the process that you think kind of makes or breaks a piece like is there any any point where you're like wow this is really coming together hmm ah uh, I I'm not sure actually um like I I think every 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 phase is just almost equally important hmm. um because i like to think that you know it's a, a good piece is not based on one element but it's based on like all the different elements working together yeah. you know like like the concept is and the story are like your base and then your um your design is you know matching that story is not mm-hmm. like just a completely separate thing and then your your animation is matching this the design which is matching the story and then you know so on so on so it's like this um i guess if you have the first one wrong if the concept is wrong for the whatever that is that you're saying then you're kind of screwed yeah um i mean for me another big thing is though that if you have one thing that disconnects it just breaks it for me um mm. like that the animation doesn't fit the design style for example that just completely ruins a project for me like yeah well um, what do you do if that starts to happen um <laughs> well we try to fix it <laughs> <laughs> if there is time um and and you know in our case like we, we're filled with amazing animators so like that yeah. rarely happens mm-hmm. i'm just thinking like more in like when i see a project some film or something sure. yeah you can tell the design itself like you pause every frame and it's beautiful mm. but then you play it and it's like mm, it's like not not really it's not necessarily that animation is bad it's just that it doesn't fit the design mm, yeah um 
And then, like, that was a big challenge for the Guyana project. It was like me and Enrique, mostly Enrique, but we were, like, talking a lot about, okay, how does characters move? Like, like how does these animals move? They can't just move normally because the design is not normal. So it's, yeah. like, intentionally making weird movements so it fits <laughs> the design. Um, and I think it worked out, it worked out yeah, great. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's a great piece. So does someone kind of set the pace, set the tone for that the animation style? And then yeah, everybody kind of yeah. builds out on that. Yeah. So Enrique was kind of like, well, he took on all the all the character stuff. So so we talked a bunch about how to make the characters, but then he he basically established the the skeleton of the animation. Then we just kind of followed, and and that happens very often with animation projects. That will, if there's time, we'll try to have someone um, to kind of like make a you know a a shot that mm -hmm. will kind of like dictate rest of the shots in a way animation wise that's cool yeah so what i don't know what do you what do you see as kind of the future uh f for maybe yourself at giant ant or, or giant ant in general i know that you guys um I, I think i saw a trailer for a feature film you guys are working on i mean I've, yeah you guys tangles. are also making great um like live action stuff like where where mm. do you kind of see your um your team heading yeah, again, I think that's, like, Jay would be a more appropriate person sure. to answer that. Yeah. Um, um, just because, you know, he is leading the team. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess maybe, maybe but, uh, then for you personally, then. Yeah, I mean, I I have some news coming. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, I have some, some plans probably will be, um, you know, you 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 hopefully you'll hear about it. It's such a tease. Okay. We'll be watching. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I and I always have tons of projects going on. Like like yeah. just almost almost too many on my head. Um, <laughs> and um, do you take on what work? We're gonna do with blend and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do you take on work outside of uh, Giant Ant at all? Besides um, putting on awesome conferences. <laughs> <laughs> they are rarely, but I, but I do. Um, and usually it's just because. Um, like I like, I love to 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 work for certain. Um, hmm. There's some ministries out there and some churches that I like to oh, awesome. just make time for for yeah. those stuff. But that's usually about it. Um, I like if you ask me, yeah, like last year or the year before, I was taking on a few freelances here and there. Hmm. Um, but now you know we got a one and a half year old, and <laughs> I want to spend time with my wife, and yeah. I'm just trying to yeah for sure not do that too much. So this year, and you know, just just a little while ago, actually, you put on a conference in Vancouver called Blend. Um, so could yeah. you just maybe just real quickly tell us what is Blend, and then maybe like one or two things that you learned um, from the conference. Right. So me and a bunch of other guys and a couple of girls, um, we started this thing called Blend, which is the intention was to create this um, conference style party for all the animation and motion graphics and design community. Basically, being, bringing all the wine after coffee community, which is awesome, mm -hmm. into one roof. Because you know most people don't necessarily know each other or have ever talked to each other in real life. So that was the main idea. And yeah. um, almost the speakers were the excuse to make that happen. <laughs> um, so it's a two-day filled with like presentations and speakers to inspire. Um, like the community, bring them together, and and hopefully push the industry towards um, a better place. Yeah. Um, 
not necessarily that it's in a bad place, but you know, yeah, sure. like foster um, those relationships and yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what blend is. Um, and um, what was your other question? Oh, like it, it, I don't know. Do you feel like you, you you've got some perspective on it now? Maybe it's it's a little bit in you know in the rearview mirror. It, what, looking back on it, would you say that maybe you've you've learned anything or you've come to any maybe greater conclusions um, through your experience putting on blend? Yeah, I mean, it was a whole different monster. It's like something that we hadn't done at all. And like, if if it weren't like um, Teresa who jumped, like she's a Brazilian giant, and she heard me, you know, talking about blend. Because uh, you know, I was talking to like some people over Skype or whatever, and uh, when she jumped in, that made it possible because it was such a different monster for animators to pull off. <laughs> we needed like a real producer that kind of knew what she was doing, so she jumped in and she, like, she really should take most of the credit. She made she made it amazing, um, but um, because it was such a different monster, there was like so many things that you, you know, it, I don't I don't even know where to start. With, like the things that you learn and. Uh, <laughs> Because it's it's like everything, like literally we, everything we learned as we went because we had yeah. no idea what we were doing. Like it's, um, but, I, but it was like one of my favorite things about it was, you know, that you think of the community of this as this awesome place where people will help out and stuff. And, and that's awesome. Um, but then you kind of like feel like there's this other level where like the big guys are, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. um, then that you know they'll probably be a little bit different and like you know even though in my head i knew that it kind of, it wasn't really true you know like we, we had a vip dinner for the speakers as a thank you that did the night before the festival yeah and that was so amazing like it was like oh man like it was like the most talented table i've ever been to in my life and i was sitting there and i was like <laughs> serving wine to these people and it was like oh man such an honor and yeah, that was like that's awesome it was just so humbling to see like all this different people being so humble in a way like hmm. um and and so willing to to help out and everybody just talking about how awesome it was that we brought this community together and and i was like wow like you know maybe we are doing something right if all these people think it's 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 cool yeah well um so we super enjoyed yeah. it that's for sure so yeah no thanks so much for coming it oh, was it was yeah. like shocking how many <laughs> of you came from from the other side Oh no! It was it was totally worth it. It was a blast. Never been to Vancouver before, too. So, yeah. What do you think? I, I liked it, man. I thought it was great. Some good coffee, and that is oh yeah, like very important to me. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we end each episode with kind of a few questions. Um, so the first one is: Who is your dream client? I would say that is the client that I don't know yet, and um kind of like touching back with like almost that idea of you get two frames and you don't know what's going to be in the middle mm. um i kind of like the idea of there's this client out there with this idea that i have no idea how to solve and that's probably my favorite because mm -hmm. it's just it's just fun i love solving you know i know it's classic but like like problems like that it just it just feeds my brain and just yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah. nice. <laughs> you're, you're just looking so for I would that, say that that next puzzle, that next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I like that. All right, your favorite animated film? Um, Toy Story. Oh, uh, good choice. Just yeah, it's just you know <laughs> always a classic. But like, 
I I literally grew up with 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 it. Like like I I remember first time I saw Toy Story, and um, I think at the time I was doing like some stop motion with my toys, so it was kind of like okay, this is awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I was literally doing stop motion with like, all my action figures, and everybody had a different character and stuff. Um, and then you know the second one came out at a completely different time in my life, and then the third one came out at a completely different time in my life, and I always feel like I'm the same age as the dude that has all the toys, and yeah, not quite, but pretty much. And uh, it's like it's just it just became a very relevant story, and it's so funny. Like like I just watched it last night, I th- or not, oh, a really? couple nights ago, for the first time with my baby, yeah, and he was just glued to it, and he's like <laughs> loving it, and like it's such a proud dad right now. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so, long so the, yeah, well, well, then what does your son think you do for a living? Does he think you make Toy Story? No, he's too young to think anything. He just thinks I click on metal, like <laughs> like I'm um like I'm on the laptop, and he'll just come and start touching because yeah, yeah, he sees yeah. me touching the trackpad sometimes, and he'll just touch any part of the of the laptop, thinking that that's gonna do something. <laughs> so awesome. I don't think he has any idea. Well, it, your <laughs> your mom sounds like got you your first animation job, so I feel like she pretty clearly understands what you do for a living. <laughs> I have a poster that says my mom still doesn't know what I do for a living. That <laughs> um, <but>, um, <laughs> yeah, she can't, she she does for the most part. Um, I think I don't. I would I should ask her what she says when she's uh, when someone asks her what the, what does your son do. But I think <laughs> she'll probably just say something about. Graphic design and animation, or something. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. All right. Last question: What animal did you choose for your animalator, and why? Yes. Yeah, I was gonna. I think I told I was gonna say something crazy, like a <laughs> flying pink flamingo in space <laughs> with a spacesuit or or a spacesuit or something. But um, I just settled for a llama. Nice. Just a regular llama. Um, and um. It's a it's it's the Bolivian um, national animal, and um and they're pretty funny, so maybe I don't know I don't know I just feel like I need to say a llama because you know that's kind of where I come from and uh, not because they spit or because they're very <laughs> apparently they're incredibly stubborn animals though really um yeah so I heard and they spit so, at you out of spite or something or I don't know why they spit at you but uh. <laughs> But uh, but like I, I I have a bit of a stubbornness myself, so I guess that would be appropriate. Perfect, perfect. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much. That was fun. Yeah. All right. To find out more about Jorge's work, head to his website at jrknest.co or follow him on Twitter at jrknest. As we wrap up today's podcast, we want to say thank you for being such great listeners. So we are giving you a chance to win something. We are giving away seven copies of the Animator Survival Kit by Richard Williams, as referred to in our last episode with Adam Pluff. Here's how to enter. First, follow us on Twitter. It's simply at Animalators. Second, tweet a link to the show using the hashtag Animalators. It's that simple. We'll pick one winner and give away one book every day from December 12th to the 18th. So start sharing, and thanks so much for supporting our show thus far. Animalators is produced by Form and Function. You can find out more about them at formandfunctionmedia.com. Our theme music was written and recorded by Cody Fry. 
To learn more about what we're doing at Identity Visuals, check out identityvisuals.com or follow us on Twitter at Identity Visuals. Be sure to check out animalators.com to see Jorge's Animalator and to get bonus content from this show. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, check us out on SoundCloud, and again, follow us on Twitter at Animalators. A quick programming note for you, we'll actually be releasing another episode of Animalators next Friday, and then we'll be taking a couple weeks off for the holidays. So we will see you guys back here a week from today with another episode of Animalators, Curious Conversations from the World of Animation.